With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Listeners, welcome to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Hey! First pod of the new season. Hey! Oh, pod Ten one more months of this hell. One forty-four. Are we um, safe yet? Are we safe yet? No. <laughs> well, we'll ask Kevin that. Kevin, are we safe? Well, we got a vital six-pointer coming up against Norwich. Ask me again after that. Okay. Um, we are sponsored by a new sponsor Woo! for this season. How exciting! JC Innovation and Strategy. The global research and brand consultancy from South London. With a J. V- visit <laughs> jc-is.com with a J. Wow, that's going to take some saying, isn't it? Yeah. What are they, innovation and strategy? Correct. Well, someone's made a mistake at their first meeting, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> Strategy-wise. They've been our sponsor for two minutes. <laughs> sponsor a podcast. Oh, yeah, no, you at least wait until podcast three. Yeah, well, this is the death of tapestry as we know What it, do you think it? is paying for James? Well, it's not, it's not, because we've still got... Of course, Vector of the K is still sponsoring us for the season as well. Holy mother of God, really? Yeah. What so part, um, part one's going to be the sponsor part. <laughs> this part. Um, Vector is, of course, uh, Vector Printing. For all your print and embroidery needs, should you have any, uh, go to vector.co.uk. And that's Vector with a... K. 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 There we go. So if you've got print and strategy needs, we are the we've got, them, we've got them covered. We've got them covered. Yeah, yeah right. absolutely. And wow. if you've got a business of any sort, JD will clearly put more than one sponsor so, yeah, on yeah, yeah. more no, than it. one part. Two, so. two is the limit. Two okay. is, is the limit. But we welcome... Oh, so we've knocked UNICEF back now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, it wasn't... wasn't well, we've, got two, we've got two shirt sponsors this year. Or rather, one shirt sponsor and we're sponsoring... So it's really good news that the club... Uh, the youth kids, the youth kids, yeah, yeah. He sponsored the children's podcast. Nordorf Robbins. So yeah, that's it. So it's which is a very good a music charity. So that's very good because I think people were slightly uneasy about the idea of children advertising online gambling on their shirts. I think they're, they're not allowed. They're to. not allowed. To, well, yeah. but again, that's right. That's a bit. Right they also have to be in bed by seven. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's good. But it's good that they picked a really good charity like that. Though, so I believe well, so it's one of Stevie Parrish's favourite charities. Is it? Well, good for him. So if they're allowed to sponsors, then we're also allowed to sponsors for our. So we welcome JCIS to the Palace. Family. FYP family. Yeah, welcome. Um, okay. Oh, yeah, I haven't introduced you guys. Kevin Day's here. Hello. Andy Street. Bonjour. And uh, Mike Wicks. Hello. He's back on the pod. James Endicott is at a festival somewhere, I think. 
I didn't ask him. The last big one of the summer. Yes. The, the, the he is coming back tonight, though, in time for me to go to a Thai bongo jazz uh, gig with him, which is not euphemism. It's actually a Thai bongo jazz gig. <laughs> most of his gigs are Thai bongo jazz gigs. Maybe they're Bolivian gigs, most of his gigs. Yeah. Well, you don't know if it's a Thai bongo jazz gig. Well, I don't know. He said, do you want to come along? There'll be some Thai bongos and they'll be <laughs> playing jazz. And I went, right then. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um... So for part one, I thought we would talk about uh, the signings that Palace have made over the summer. Have yeah. um, we made any? We have made yeah. a few. Yeah, we've got Patrick Bamford on loan from Chelsea. Johan Kabai from yeah. Newcastle. Probably should have started with that one. Well, via yeah, No, Paris. no, if you're going after that order, that's fine. What do I do? Bamford, Kabai. Yeah, I mean, we, we didn't sign Alex McCarthy yeah. from QPR. Yeah. That's it? So far, Possibly yeah. Possibly Connor Poss- Wickham... Fee agreed, but he's not come yet, has he? No, he's, been, he's in London. Has he? he came to London last night. But possibly for a Thai bongo jazz. Yeah, he's... He, uh, probably. Who I knows? believe he's coming, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Uh, well, how do we, okay, let's start with Wickham then. How do we feel about Conor Wickham? Because we've been linked with a lot of big-name strikers and uh, clearly they haven't worked out and now, we're, now we've got Conor Wickham. Well, he's kind of the sort of archetypal palace signing in some ways, isn't he? He's uh, sort of not from the reputed fee, what you'd normally expect a strike of his age from England to be sort of going for um, and there's been all sorts of reputed stuff about him there was the article published by The Secret Footballer from The Guardian about the lifestyles of various Sunderland players and some of their exploits and all that sort of stuff and talk about him being at last chance saloon for his career which I thought was a little bit well he's only 22 well exactly that's why I thought it was a little bit hyperbolic and silly but still he's clearly coming at sort of a sort of fee that you wouldn't necessarily expect of someone of his of his age, but he's clearly got ability. You know, he was incredibly highly rated at Ipswich. He's he's played pretty well for Sunderland at times. He's mobile and big, and I think he could fit the mould really for that sort of one up front in the type of system that we play. It's slightly Jose Mourinho gave another one of his bizarre. Uh, I love Palace interviews last night, in which he said Kabay and Wickham were very good business if Wickham comes. I I can't see it. To be perfectly honest, the amount of money was spending nearly as much on him as we did on Kabai, according to reports. For mm. somebody who scored one goal in the Premier League, I find it really odd. I, I think it's a lot of money for an unproven player. And I know all this talk about Pardew has got a good record of Maverick strikers, but we brought Bamford in, and Mourinho's proved in the past, especially with his falling out with Everton at the moment, if, if Mourinho lends a Premier League player to a Premier League team, he expects that Premier League player to... To start, the whole reason Bamford's come to us is for Premier League experience. So you'd expect him to start a lot of games. I, I, I just think we you know we need a striker, but that seems it's it's smacks me to me of the old-fashioned late in this close season. Who's available now? We haven't done the business earlier on. Type by really. It does sound a bit like Palace being sort of knocked back from their the bigger. Well, I don't know. We have, we've gone after Wickham a few times before, and it's you know early August. It's. Well, the 2nd of August today yeah. so it's not as if we're getting to the last dregs of the, the sort of transfer window which you know yeah, has, has, has yeah, occurred yeah, before yeah. when we've gone yeah. and bought certain players who shall remain Kebe nameless yeah. um, and, and does on occasion happen to most teams I, you know there's been concerted interest in him from Palace and he is still very young. He doesn't. We did ask a few Sunderland fans on, on Twitter through FIP and, and he, none of them gave particularly glowing I wouldn't give glowing references to anyone if I was from Sunderland. The, the thing is as well I mean if we, if you want raw, unexplored potential, stick with Sonogo then. If it, it's, it's still wow. all, but it's, I mean, but it's. I just think. <laughs> I just think it slightly goes against what we were talking about at the end of last season about the targets that the club said they were expecting to get in. I mean, like Remy was one that made sense, although he's having a shocking game at the moment in the in the Community Shield. 
Bamford, I thought, made sense because he's on loan and we're paying his wages. And he's, again, there is definite potential there. But Wickham is somebody who's proved that he can't score at the highest level. Which I mean, we've got. But is he not? Then too. we've talked about previous players that come in a bit uh, into this Palace mould are players that have got something to prove. And clearly, he's got something to prove if he hasn't got a very good striking record. So, is that, does that not fit into players he's signed previously? Yeah, I think the um, the, the less than positive reaction to him, not just in this pod, but um, online, is symptomatic of how expectations have risen from well this time twelve months ago. If we'd signed him last summer, albeit he'd come off the the, the back of a great season with Sunderland, um, then we'd have been delighted. And I think we've got him for. Well, he's reported at what nine nine million, although that's supposed to include some some add-ons, so mm-hmm. potentially less. If it doesn't work out, it's six million rather than um, uh, the fifteen million that we that, that uh, Charlie Austin was quoted at. Um, I, I agree. I still I think the price is part of the problem. In that, if we bought him for three million this time last season, I'd probably agree with you. But Charlie Austin can at least prove that he's scored goals in that mm. in that division, and that's the one thing we all talked about all through the second part of last season and. The summer is that's one of the areas that we're desperately short of, and, and it doesn't strike me that Wickham is a, the solution to that. Not at that, not at that money, and especially not after we've got Bamford in as well. It seems that we've got two similar players. But I think we're in a. Uh, Andy, to your point, he's 22 years old. He's younger than Wilf, um, which I find fascinating because it feels like Wickham has been mm. around for ages, mm. and we're in a position now, fortunately, where we can where, where we can afford to take a gamble almost. Yeah. On a six million pound mm. player, um, and as you say, we've got Bamford, um, who most people I think uh, think assume will start the season. Um, behind him, we've got Murray, who proved very, very capable from from January onwards. Um, and then we've got you know, the problem is Murray is what thirty two this season, mm. 32, 33 at the end of the year. Bamford goes back to uh, Bamford goes back to Chelsea. Um, if um, if, if Wickham comes good, then this time next year, we've still got a very young player, 23-year-old, uh, who's been taken out of um, an environment where, where he's clearly not excelled, not, not just on the pitch, but, uh, but off the pitch. Uh, and there's, a, there's, there's definitely a, a great player in there somewhere. Whether that potential gets fulfilled or not, I think it's very much down to uh, his, his attitude and his willingness, but also Pardew and the, and, and the environment he's going to be, um, uh, the, the new environment he's going to come into. Well, that's, that's interesting what Street you said about the secret footballer and what you just said about the environment, in inverted commas, because it's, it's quite clear that you know, rumour and innuendo seems to be that Sunderland wasn't a decent place for a lot of players in terms of the training, the lifestyle, the diet particularly, and, and it may be that Pardew thinks he can turn... Because obviously, I mean, you'd like to think that we have become that professional as a club, that we're not just taking a punt anymore, that we're not just going... Mm. As we did with Holloway, and to an extent, let's see, let's you know, chuck money at the problem. And one of them, you know, let's buy 13 players. One of them would be fine. You'd like to think they've done their homework. It just seems, I think, it reflects how few good strikers out there are available yeah, exactly. within our price range. That's the point. Well, I think that's a massive yeah. issue, to be honest, because yeah. strikers attract such a premium yeah, absolutely. that it's very difficult then to fit someone who is both affordable and, and within the Palace model, but yeah. is also half decent. And, you know, you can see last season from when we took the, the punt on Sonogo, which didn't work yeah. out because he's terrible, um, that it's going to mean that you're going to have to take some sort of severe risks on some players. And we did to a certain extent with Shamak when he mm-hmm. first came yeah. in. Yes. You know, we, we were going, hmm, well, you know, massively fell off the pace at Arsenal. Um, he clearly had some problems off the pitch that were affecting his form. 
very, as I say, rough around the edges. And, and that's probably what you're going to get from the strikers that come to Crystal Palace unless there's a massive change in direction of transfer policy. And you can see right now, if, if uh, Wickham does come in, you're going to have a series of strikers who all have some half decent attributes but none of them will ever be that marquee yeah, Charlie yeah, Austin yeah. signed for 15 million yeah. on 120 grand a week going to score you 25 goals guaranteed I'm not saying that Austin would but you know you're not going to get that ilk of signing for Crystal Palace at the moment and I think Mike's right I mean he's young and he is mobile and obviously they've looked at how they're going to use Kabai as well I mean it's noticeable in the game in South Africa the one we won 4-0 Bamford came on and almost his first touch was a sort of 30 yard through ball from Kabai yeah. which landed at his feet which he didn't quite control so you'd imagine that's the sort of ball they'd be encouraging Kabai mm. to, to play to Wickham especially remember in the last podcast we did at uh, Steve Barrack's house when uh, Keith was saying that Alan is really keen on getting the ball to the forwards as quickly as possible mm. certainly next season so yeah, you'd imagine that's the scenario they're looking at but again you'd still if I was Dwight Gale now I'd be feeling quite upset at the fact that it looks like he's being shipped off to Fulham because again you imagine Kabai, some of the you know, Gale off the shoulder of the last defender, would would love some of the passes from Kabai. You imagine, but it looks like he's not part of the plan. Well, according to Pardew at Fulham yesterday, a lot of the team are not part of the plans. A lot of the squad. Really? Yeah. Well, he was talking about Colaccini coming in and Colaccini being a beast and an animal, and us being slightly short of beasts and animals. Um, but he said we've reached a stage with this squad where a lot of them won't be knocking on the first team door, and we have to move quite a few of them on. He's been said wow. the summer spending hasn't finished yet. Blimey. Which I, I think probably implies that he wants to get college. Well, in that case, who if I can if I can break the mould and, and pose a listener question now, which relates to strikers from Mark Skeens. Hello, Mark. Mark. Hello. He says, presuming we do sign Wickham, which strikers do you think will depart? I reckon Mike's going to have some creative options here. <laughs> He's always got some creative options. Um, well, there's only what four to choose from. Um, who, uh, in terms of existing strikers, it's, it's clearly going to be. I saw someone make a good point this morning about uh, along a similar vein, which is it all depends on the buyer, right? We we might want to offload arguably Campbell over a Gale, uh, for argument's sake, but if no one wants to buy Fraser Campbell at the wages he's mm, on mm. Um, and the fee that we that, that we like, then uh, and we get enough for Dwight Gale, then then he's the one who goes. Um, in an ideal world, I'd, I'd I think most of us are huge Glen Murray fans. Um, Part, um, partly because he's you know he harks, he harks back to the uh, to the promotion winning team and, and to the start of this journey, but also because he's a very very good player. He scored a lot of goals last season, and uh, beyond the goals, he he, he contributes a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it might he might be our most saleable asset, and uh, yeah, we certainly can't carry the the amount of strikers we would have were we to sign Wickham. Um, uh, yeah, I, I I see the value in in, in Fraser Campbell given. Given how little he cost us uh, and how, how hard he works, and I, you know, I, I think if you've got four or five strikers, they don't all need to score more than ten goals. Uh, you, you, you share the load a little bit, um, but yeah, him, him and Gale would be the most expendable ones in my, um, in my opinion. Is, is it if also could, if we could get twenty goals from the strikers next season, that would be a start. Well, collectively, collectively, yeah, yeah, well, yeah just, from think, two, yeah, just from two strikers. Is it also though? Is it also less of a gamble having a collection four or five? Okay, strikers who can do a job rather than one big man up front who yeah. then gets injured well, and then you're absolutely screwed. That was the Charlie Austin argument as well, and I think it's a valid point. Also, I think they're probably looking for more goals in the midfield as well. Yeah, 
I think if Kabai starts every game, which I'm sure he will, they'll be looking for him to score goals, punching to score goals. So, and it, it may reflect the fact as well that Pardew, as he didn't for the most part last season, won't pick the same eleven every week. That he will have a different team yeah. and a different set of tactics mm-hmm. for, which is why I would like to see Gale, because Gale does give you that. That's slightly different option because yeah. Wickham's mobile, but it's not as fast as we well, said last week, last end of last season, and now we've got a squad that you can yeah, yeah. chop and choose depending on who you're playing against because different games well, need different kind of. We have, play. except except again in those positions where we all, I think, were virtually guaranteed that we would get another. We all thought that we were sitting there talking about another centre back at cover and another mm. left back at cover, yeah. and we thought they would be the priorities before a creative midfielder. <laughs> And a, and a striker because I think Kabai is a brilliant buyer of course he adds quality to the squad but in an area where we already have a, a fair degree of quality yeah. and it's reached a stage where if we don't bring anyone in before the first game I, I really can't predict who the back four is likely to be I can't even predict who the keeper is likely to be at the moment well, that's in, I, yeah, I, that's I can't predict who yeah. the back four is likely to be because I was convinced they would get somebody in as, as centre back I mean Colaccini would probably be the answer to left back and centre back but and obviously Scott Dan is, is guaranteed to start but who starts along with him is, is a bit of a well shall we in moment. part three in part three shall we talk about Norwich and try and maybe try and predict yeah, the yeah, 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 um, yeah. not uh, really spoken about Kabai have we not really not really well he wasn't when we did the last pod in the summer he, I don't think he was confirmed was he, he? no he wasn't even, I think he was even no, close, close to being confirmed fa- it was fantasy football at the time we were, really yeah yeah we no one near I think Kevin said that yeah. if Kabai signed for us he'd run naked down Norbury High Street or something no not this time no because no, <laughs> no, it wasn't quite fantasy football enough for me to make that rash promise uh, okay um well, we were talking about where we would play him if he, yeah, you because know, it was starting to become a rumor. But and the goalkeeper is—is is, does that mean Hennessy's going or does that mean Hennessy played yesterday against Fulham? So, um, I don't know. I mean, is it is it out of this world to have three decent goalkeepers? No, I mean not you, in the Premier League. None of them may be guaranteed to start, but then maybe that's a good thing. You'd assume one of them will get loaned out. Yeah, because otherwise you've got at the well three. Uh, Worst case scenario, you can de- you can um, well you, you can decide which of the goalkeepers you like the most and which one you like the least. But surely everyone agrees that our third best goalkeeper is is, is a decent Premier League quality goalkeeper, um, and that that player is not going to get on the bench yeah. every week. And Hennessy yeah. for his you know, Hennessy will get picked for Wales while he's on the bench for Palace. Yeah. He, he won't if he's. If he's if he's on loan at well maybe if he's on loan at a championship team starting every there was rumours of Pulis trying to get him at West Brom but I think apparently Pulis has been now going going to someone else so. a lot of a well they signed David, David Marshall from Cardiff I believe yeah. okay well there you go there are rumours about him Pulis getting Jedidak as well mm. so. that's not going to happen is it well you know what it's well, it's gone very quiet I mean we I think again all the discussions we had in the summer I think most of us assumed Jedidak would be is the was the most likely of the midfield yeah. players to go and. Uh, that's what's been most surprising about this transfer window from our point of view is that all the players we were worried about going has been virtually no sort of Mike made a really good point in the drive over here. He was saying... Uh, Did he say that you're driving shit, Jodie? No, he said my driving was very good. He was very impressed with my driving, actually. Um, he said um, Yannick Balassi being linked with a move. Now, yes, he's injured, or in quotation marks, injured, but could he possibly be, be arrested for a potential move? Is that why he's not why, played in pre-season? Why, why, I just don't see why we do that, to be honest. It does happen. Teams do do that. I think only if they're desperate for the move to happen on, on yeah, their own yeah. part because they need the money or because they know that they're not getting any value from the player or that he needs to be shipped out or whatever. I just I, I don't see that. Like pre-season games, people tend to go easy. I, I can see yeah. the rationale in in 
the opinion, but I just I, right. I'd be surprised. Uh, mid mid well, season, Mike's opinion was in mind. <laughs> mid, <laughs> no, I just think sort of mid, mid, if you're in the middle of a you know a tough Premier League season yeah. where you know in competitive matches you're going to get lumps kicked out of you. Yeah. You know you're guaranteed fifty million quid for a player who is you know worth half that. Then I think that would probably be a bit different to not playing him against a fairly poor Fulham team at the Cottage. You know, it was a fairly non-competitive match, I'm told. And also, it seems you know, if if they're quoting 25 million minimum to Tottenham, it's quite clear that they're not in any hurry to sell it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but all having said that, ironically, he'd be the one I'd least be least upset by if we could get that amount of money for him. Yeah, I'd take that as I'm not entirely sure that we haven't seen the best of him as a Palace player anyway. To be yeah, well, we talk, again, we were talking in, in the car about how and it's it often discussed amongst Palace fans that he may well be overrated mm. by the general football population um, because his style of play suits itself very well to highlight highlight reels and um, you know little compilation clips if you think about the games where he was really outstanding last season you'd, you'd think obviously Sunderland away which got a hat trick Liverpool oh, away yeah. where he's fantastic Keeper at home yeah, really good Keeper yeah, at home yeah. Liverpool at home but then beyond that mm. you can think of a lot of games where he was completely marked out of the game yeah. the, the West Brom and Hull home games Swansea uh, yeah Swansea okay. um, so I, I, I absolutely see the value he brings even without scoring a, a, a huge amount of goals and getting a huge amount of assists um, not that not that he doesn't get that many but um Beyond that, he his, his pace, his power stretches teams. It forces back, back force to play slightly deeper. Um, it creates panic and um, um, an uncertainty, and allows us to play. It creates a bit more space in the middle for for someone like a Kabai. Um, but I think if someone offered us crazy money, then you know we're. I think we're still. You know, the, the, the Paris's transfer strategy. We're still about trying to sell players at their at their, at their maximum value and sign players like a Wickham mm. who are you know slightly rough diamonds where we can where we where we where we can increase that. Kabai possibly being the exception. Um, but yeah, I, I tend to agree with you, Kev. If we had to lose one of our so-called stars for for big money. Um, Yannick would be the yeah. Yannick would probably be well, the one. You'd also imagine as well that punching. If you work on the basis that from what Pardew's been saying about MacArthur and for what he's been saying about Kabai, you'd imagine they seem to be his central midfield preference. Mm. Now that leaves the question: is, Does he play a third one in central midfield? But whatever happens, it, it probably wouldn't be punching if he did. No. So punching been playing out wide. That's what I mean. So it makes you wonder whether punching's likely to start out wide and one side was a hole and the other. And, yeah, because we got he's a lot more effective of, in the middle. Though I, I think if I well totally behind agree. the strike, behind yeah, the strike, maybe be, with one up that. front, and you know, but then would you have Kabai with punching in front of him and Wickham in front of that? Maybe it depends on who you're playing against, and and in some games you want Kabai a bit further forward, and in some mm. games you want him a bit deeper. Yeah, uh, our two well, Scott Dan was our Player of the Year, but the two next best were probably uh, MacArthur and Punchin, yeah. and Punchin on the strength of a good solid half season of playing in the middle. Suddenly, you add our most expensive, our record signing to that, um, and those three probably, well, they arguably they can play midfield together. But you'd you'd think that one of Jelinek or Ledley would be there as a as a slightly less offensive, sturdier presence. Um, and suddenly, you've got you, you're going to have to drop one of those three players. Mm. Um, well, if it's, I mean, if it's Punchin and, and uh, Kabai, then it, it would have to be McCarthy, you'd imagine, yeah. a defensive midfield player, mm-hmm. which. 
slightly wasted. Well, so, yeah. I mean, the, the trouble is, and it's a good problem, is that we've now got a squad where we have got eight players to fit into five yeah. forward positions. And it's a question then of keeping the ones that aren't playing every week. And, and, but as you said, it might be that Pardew, Pardew's not always been a big believer in picking the same 11 week in, week out. So, you know, and we know he gives players a chance, but just you don't want to see too much tinkering at the start of the season. No, and also yeah. like, it's keeping those players that aren't in the team regularly happy and mm. also, you know, they're not, they'll play now and then or when needed, but, you know, they're okay to be on the bench and be part of the squad and not. I think in terms of strikers at Martin, I think if both Bamford and Wickham, well, Wickham comes in to join Bamford, I think Murray would be. His wages are not the highest in the club, but I think there are plenty. I think the three promoted teams would probably. You know, let's talk of Bournemouth and Norwich offering money for him. I'm sure most of the top half of the Championship would. would well, I'm not sure what sort of fee we'd command for him now, but. It's quite old, so maybe. Not that much. Okay, um, let's let's wrap up part one there. In part two, we've got a lot of questions from our lovely listeners. So join us in. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to the Five Year Plan podcast. Hey. 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 Hello. Pod 144, first pod of the new season, sponsored by our new sponsors, JC Innovation and Strategy, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Hey. Visit jc-is.com. Global, they're thinking big then, aren't they? They need to come up with a slogan for us. Well, or we need oh. to come up with them, one for them. Branding. No. In the same well, way we've we done for We do a podcast. I'm not a marketing yeah. person. I don't know. Well, the Vector one just happened organically, so maybe something will happen for JCIS. Yeah. Well, yeah, give us enough beer and maybe it will one day. Mm. Uh, okay. And we've also still sponsored by Vector Printing. For all your print and embroidery needs, whatever they may be, go to vector.co.uk. And that's Vector with a? Brand okay. consultancy. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, good. Whatever okay. Maybe that's new for this year's Vector. They're getting extra words for it. What do you reckon to that? I just, I just dropped it in now. What do you reckon? Well, so. Are they paying us more? No. Well, I wouldn't then. <laughs> okay. Jenny <laughs> turned up in a Versace <laughs> suit, but I thought it was tangential <laughs> to that. Right. Uh, first question comes from Matthew Freeman. Hi, Hi Matthew. Matthew. He says, which players would you like to see improve the most this season? Ooh. I'd like to see them all improve. Mm. By a factor of... Yeah. No, come on. Which, which, are there any players that you want to, think we can get bet more out of? So we have players that underperformed last season or players that have potential to... No, a bit of both. Or maybe more potential. But okay, so you. interpret it how you will. Okay. Stay with me on this one. Oh dear. <laughs> I don't know you said that. So we plan a certain way that's quite reliant on wide men. We've not got that many wide men, if mm. we think about it. We've got Wilf and Balassi who are, you know, great and fit Sully Kai Kai. Sully Kai Kai. Sully Kai Kai. Yeah. I think Sully Kai Kai could uh, you know basically make me look stupid this season by doing absolutely nothing but no he could okay. he could be like he's looked quite bright in pre-season mm-hmm. this be like three seasons ago when I said that Bayern Fennec was the next big thing <laughs> has he not gone out on loan he has gone on from strength to strength uh, no silly Kai Kai looks, has, he gone looks pretty has he gone on loan what? Kai Kai not yet okay. no no he played the other night at Bromley and um, has been looking pretty sharp hit the bar in South mm. Africa did yeah, did hit did. the bar in South Africa and he fits it like you know for whatever reason if Spurs come in with the £80 million bid for Balassian. We, we go, yeah, that, that's fair enough. And we end up having to sort of put someone in at a wide position and see Kai Kai seems to fit the bill. So I, I'm, I'm going to back well, the, the The trouble is with that theory, and Mike's already alluded to this as well, is that the expectation of the fans is such that if Balassi were to go for a lot of money, they would expect that money to be spent on a more well-known replacement, shall we say, than putting in a youth team player. 
Whereas five years, yeah, whereas five years ago we would have said no for Amy, and that's the, yeah. it's the one beauty of a manager like Warnock, who sometimes had no choice but to try youth team players, and then you sort of stuck by them. But I've, to answer the, I think if if like, we still don't know who the other centre back's going to be, but if, it, if it's Delaney, if he could cut out the yeah the odd, the odds. I mean, because we've talked about this ad infinitum, he looks like he's defending really well because he's recovering from his own yeah his own mistakes. But if he could just sort of cut out the two big errors of control that he tends to make every game. And maybe those be... chipped long through ball things. Well, but he's, under, he's, under, order, he's <laughs> under orders, isn't through he? Through ball? Oh, is he? That's, that's long to do, to do that? Yeah, he's he's pretty much uh, uh, an assistant would manager. It, would it not be better to pass it into a fairly decent midfielder? No, that we've just he's, signed he's, he's told to put the ball into a particular area. So. Okay. So, an assistant yeah. manager you can't name. An assistant manager we can't name. That must be a million standing around your neck. That refer, <laughs> referring to a manager that we can't name. Oh, really? Saying okay. that he, he right. told a certain centre back that we can't name that perhaps he would like to just aim the ball into that area. Did not know that. Okay, that's interesting. Um, it was funny watching. watching you didn't know. You haven't heard it from me either. You've heard it from no. our new. Was I there when you were told it? Yeah, that's probably the difference. You no, could well probably. have been in the same room listening intently. You still would have taken it in, would you? So basically, that's, that's not going to stand up in any court of law. Yes, he was there, Your Honor. He had a knife in his hand, but he doesn't know what he did. <laughs> anyway, um, but it's a good question. It's interesting. Who hasn't Mike, answered you, that yet? Mike, Mike yeah. Me. Um, Martin Kelly. I think he. Good, good suggestion. Could be, he's got. It's a bit like the defensive version of, of Wickham. He looks the part. He mm. looks like he should be an elite Premier League. Centre back. He's huge, isn't he? Yeah. He's stocky. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of potential in there. He, as we discussed before, he has gone to a major tournament with England, um, which is crazy. Um, but I think there's. As a centre back. As a centre yeah, back, yeah. 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 There's a very good player in there somewhere. And if, we, if he were to fulfil that potential, suddenly that saves us a good 10 or so million on, yeah, I on our elite centre back. Yeah, but the logic there is that he has to start at centre back, which we're not. Yeah, that's true. You know, I think we all thought that was going to happen this season. but I And he did towards the end of the season yeah. once or twice, which kind not, of hinted. Did, yeah, it didn't look. looked all right. looked all right. Liverpool, he did one sort of mistake at the he start. Poor and then, Liverpool. I thought, I thought it was the one sort of mistake at the start that led to the goal. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. then was fine resting. Oh, so well, he gave away a goal, but yeah. then was. You, know, <laughs> you can't. Well, you can't arguably, the best centre back performance in the last few games was Hangerland against Swansea. Yeah. Swansea, yeah. last game of the season. Yeah. He was magnificent. Maybe him then, if he could get faster. Okay. Well, do you know what? I was, he's one of those players who I just automatically assume would be off the books no, no, in the first week. But but I know, which is really interesting. So you kind of think that's he's obviously there for a reason. I don't think he's there as a. Well, does that suggest coach. that we won't be signing a new centre back then? I don't know. This Collegini thing. I mean, there's so much talk about Collegini. I think if Pardew reaches a stage where he said on camera yesterday that yes, I'd love to persuade him, and McLaren did a very half-hearted mm. Collegini's the sort of player we can't afford to lose. Mm. Pardew said he was my captain for five years. I, I love him. You know, beast animal. Yeah. Which kind of makes you think. I wonder if that's directed at a couple of the other players as well because he's wanting more. But I, think, I wouldn't be at all surprised with Colin. But again, Colicini, you know, we talk about Wickham's 22, Colicini's 33. Exactly, similar to Delaney and Hangerland. Absolutely, yeah. And the fact that he can cover it, he missed a fair bit of football last season. I know he can cover left back, but having said that, you can't blame Pardew for wanting players around him that he, he knows that he knows and he yeah. likes. And, and in the same way that that was clearly the driving force behind getting Kabai back. Yeah. And again, as as a journalist said in the papers today, one thing about Kabai, you know, he hasn't played a lot of football in the past. I mean, he was when he left Newcastle, it was Man United and Arsenal wanted him, mm. and it's slightly worrying that now he's leaving PSG. It's not Man United and Arsenal wanting, but it's it's been peripheral, I believe, is the phrase we all use in these circumstances, isn't it? Mm-hmm. As a uh, euphemism for not getting games. <laughs> 
Um, Although having said that, France still picked him. So. Yeah, and he's still pretty. Oh no, I think he's, I'm not complaining. I think it's a brilliant. I do think it's a really good buy. But again, I do. I also think it's one of those buys where the club are going, look how much progress we've made. Here's a marquee signing for you that we wouldn't mm. have expected. It doesn't. Don't worry about where we're going to play, and we'll think about that later on. Just. So my improved, most improved players would you? be. Yeah. Um, well, you always moan last season that I never get involved that's in true, these things. True. So I'm going to start. He's like your most improved player. Um, I w- I'm excited. I would say I'm most excited by Chung Yong Lee mm. potentially, okay. and Suare at left back. That wasn't it's, the question. No, but that's how I'm deciding to interpret oh, it. <laughs> well, what Who are you most excited by? Sorry. No, no, Chung Yong Lee. That was nowhere near the question. <laughs> so the question was basically looking forward to you're so excited so that, you're, at the end yeah. of next season who yeah. will be the most improved player. Yeah, I think and you've got who excites me the most well, now. Okay. I don't because, know how he gets that interpretation. Because he's going to improve. That's what Jim's yeah, Exactly. Say. Because I think, I think Chung Yong Lee is going to improve if he plays. Well, Kabai excites me, but I don't think he's going to improve beyond what he is now. Well, that's that's not the question. Where's Lee going to play given what discussion we had? Well, out wide, I guess. But I don't know if he's going to start, but. I think he, I think he's got real potential. He looks he looks really good. Works hard. He's quick. Good at the ball. His face. Okay, so now answer the actual question: Who do you think is going to be the most improved player this season? Who do I think? So not who would I like to basically not who would I think will be the best? Yeah. No, the question was who needs to improve. or who needs to improve or will improve. Who do you want to see improve? Was that the question? Okay, I think it was. Who needs to improve? And also bear in mind that at this very moment, the Palace players are in a dressing room somewhere going, "Who needs to improve most on the podcast?" <laughs> yeah. There's been a show of hands, and it's pretty much you. Really? really? <laughs> not Endicott. <laughs> I, I was really worried there for a second when he. <laughs> One of them said, "Unbelievable." <coughs> Interpreted is yeah. who excites you the most in the podcast, yeah. and they said me. No, well, clearly they went, "Yeah, punch and shut." You got the question wrong. Yeah. Punch. What's the matter with you? Answer the question, punch. No, right. he's got really upset because he's really touchy. So, <laughs> well, I'm going to go with Kelly then as well. Okay. Yes, that's pretty original, isn't it? Well, no, the other players don't need improving. That's clearly well, what it's saying. I'm really confused by the question. Now. It's, right, it's, no, it's no, a good no, question, but it's also a very difficult question because it. It does imply that the players we had haven't played to their full potential, some of them. But. Which I think a lot of them have, so I think yeah. it's a difficult yeah, yeah. question because I think they've all performed. But we want difficult questions. Level. We want to step up this season. We yeah. Wilf, then. That's what you said to me in the car, wouldn't you say that? Yeah. Well, that wasn't the question, question in the car, was it? Okay. The question has thrown me. Yeah. What was the question? Who would you most like to go out with your daughter? <laughs> I haven't got a daughter. Questions <laughs> throw me. You've done 142 podcasts. You're not, not used to the right. concept of questions. We're moving on to the next question. Well, I do, actually, I think it's a fair point. I think people listening to this, most of them would be saying Wilf. Well, Wilf, again, again, if, if I, my interpretation in terms of excitement, I'm excited by Wilf this season. <laughs> Holy mother of God. But this is, well, <laughs> I think most people are listening to it now are going to go, why did I do this? <laughs> what was I thinking? Well, the bizarre thing as well, Street, is you're the lawyer. You're the one who's supposed to twist words around and... It's a weekend. It's what time off? It's a similar. It's not twisting words. Answer it's a similar. Question. Of course it is. God. All anyway. right. Ignoring the question and avoiding words. Fine. Next question. Right, fine. Next question. From Tony King. Hey Tony. Hi Tony. And this is something that you alluded to a minute ago, Kevin. Um, he's put. Does the typical Palace fan inside you get slightly nervous about the level of expectation this season? I'm swinging between excitement and fear that the wheels will come off at any moment. Yes. He's got a typical Palace fan inside. <laughs> <laughs> One of the, no, no, let's, go, let's, not, let's not go to Crystal's route this early. Um, I think there's, there was a really interesting thing. Uh, Betway, the sponsors of West Ham, uh, in, every now and again it's bookies who come up with really interesting scenarios. Pardew's second season is slightly worrying at every club he's been at, albeit this is a different set of circumstances. But I, I think we are, I still think, for me, we're still at a situation where 
and I'm not saying it's just to be like Eeyore, but we should be looking to stay in the division. Yeah. We should be looking to stay above three teams, and anything else after that is a bonus. I'm expecting anything else after that, but I still think we're yeah. in a situation. I think it's next season and perhaps beyond that you can look, do what Stoke fans are doing. I think Stoke fans have got every right to think they won't be involved in the... Mm-hmm. But I think we... It's, it's still new to us. We're still in a situation where... Well, also, previous experience tells us that anything that can happen to make a club go tits up can happen to Palace. So, yeah, I, 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 yeah I've, my expectation is I hope we stay up, but I'm not guaranteeing. I'm not banking that we do. Because, you know, again, we, as, we, as we said, we haven't got goals in the team at the moment. We haven't made massive changes in defence. We're short. And kind of, you know, Pardew could be the next England manager. You don't know. You know we could be bought out by a huge mm-hmm. Asian conglomerate. You, you never know with Palace. There's no point predicting stuff. You just hope it doesn't. Could be a meteor attack. Yeah, that could happen. Dinosaurs. The could dinosaurs be, yeah. in Crystal Palace Park Aliens could come invasion. alive. Yeah, yeah that, that would affect everyone equally. <laughs> Yeah, no, well, no, 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 they might talk at South London specifically. Mike, you say that, but you know for a fact that if it was an alien invasion, it would have been <laughs> yeah. at Sellers Park while we were 4 0 up, and then the FA would decide that <laughs> that result would be void. Yeah. You'd know that. You know. It's yeah. the one team that we went down when we were four from bottom, we went down with a record amount of points. These things happen. I mean, this is taking the Palace victim culture a step. No, I don't expect that to happen. What I'm saying is, I don't think, we should, be, I don't think we should be expecting. Because we had such a good second part to last season, I'm slightly confused by all the pundits who are automatically saying we will finish above that position because I'm not necessarily sure we will. And the fact is that we finished 14th or 15th, that would still be a good... Yeah, yeah. well, there can't be many teams who were in the bottom three in January who then wouldn't go into the next season slightly fearful of being near the bottom three. Yeah. And isn't that the point as well, that this is something that's been brought up in a lot of analyses as well that Pardew tends to win runs of games and then lose yeah. runs of games yeah. and in the Premier League if you lose like eight games in a row at a bad time of the season yeah. you can end up straight back down the mire and I know that sounds yeah. like a massive truism but it's not that difficult to fall down into a relegation scrap if you're not you know of that really elite band of clubs it, yeah. it does happen you know it, it happened to Pardew's Newcastle <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. season after they finished in fifth, fifth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so and also you'd imagine our ceiling is eighth Seventh at a push. Uh, if if everything not went this, really really well, season. maybe two well, seasons time. Yeah, I'd, event, if, oh, eventually. Yeah, I'd, I'd yeah natural. If everything went really, really everything aligned for us this season, and uh, yeah, and, and we signed a couple of good players, went on a really good run. Our ceiling was what seventh or eighth, which is only three positions higher than where we finished. Mm. So all this talk of moving on and improving on last season. There's, a, there's a, only a little margin to improve well, into and a huge margin to digress. Having said, well, there is, there is one massive room for improvement. That's our start to the season, which has been yeah. very poor in the first two seasons in the Premier League. We've we got a tough run as well. Yeah. But we, we have, but we don't want to end up on the back foot again. We don't want to end up six points behind. And we, We've got we, some winnable games in the first Yeah, day. we have, yeah. I mean, that's why the Norwich game I yeah. genuinely think is important. Norwich is a really good... Uh, <coughs> benchmark, I think, because they will they'll be expecting. You know, it's a great day out, but Norwich, but also forty-five quid tickets. <coughs> but, but Norwich, Norwich fans will be sitting there, pub thinking, Palace is the sort of team we have to beat at Carrow Road. Yeah, if we want to stay up, and Norwich fans will be saying well, they're not as good as they think they are. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And I think that the way we approach that game, and the way what we can't allow to happen, is if we approach it like an established Premier League team playing against some minnows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the energy Norwich are going to come at us for twenty minutes, and we have to be a better. So that's the. But in the final analysis, we have to finish above Norwich, Bournemouth and Watford. Yeah. And the fact is, if we don't finish above those teams, we won't deserve to stay in the, the Premier yeah. League. And I'm fully confident that we will. 
But that it's a really good game. Well, there are some other teams that you know crept above the relegation line last season who aren't great, like Leicester. Yeah, yeah. Like um, I Villa, think Leicester have been perennial. Well, Villa have been perennially yeah. down there for seasons now, it seems. And also, Villa have just bought what six players from the French who aren't in the first team from the French in really? the French Premier League. Yeah, but all yeah. from the French. He did uh, Premier League. Villa have just bought six players from the French Premier League, whatever it is. Leicester, Ranieri's been out of the game for so long that it's hard to imagine that he's going to make a massive impact. So there are teams that we should finish above. I mean, what's going on at Leicester almost seems like a Palace-esque story. Yeah, I love the, yeah, yeah. I, without wishing to yeah. say the most archetypally FYP podcast thing ever, I loved the Guardian's preview mm. of the uh, Leicester season. They said after their end of the season, they would have to take something particularly it's despicable yeah, and yeah. outrageous and outstanding yeah. for anything to go wrong. And then something despicable, outrageous and outstanding yeah. happened and they seem to have lurched from sort of one crisis to the next. So they're going to be down there. Yeah, and the fact is as well, I'm not too worried about it. I think we are probably better equipped to get results out of the top and that's something else we need to do is we started to do it last season with the, the Man City win um, but we need to get more points off the top four or five teams but I think we're better equipped to do that this season so yeah. I'm not expecting us to, to struggle but also I think it's wrong if Palace fans are going into this season expecting it to be a lot I don't think there's many fans doing that though yeah. is it? I think most fans will probably be looking at the bigger picture what happens if Pardew resigns on Thursday? I just I well, can't see it happening. Well, I feel like this this podcast will probably date quite quickly, <laughs> which would be a bit annoying. Love to do an emergency. But this time last season we were. It's weird to think. This time last season we were going into the season we just finished eleventh with, with crazy high yeah. expectations, and then Pulis yeah. walked out. Well, yeah, but I think the difference is that we all knew that uh, Pulis was a colossal bellend and yeah. proved himself to be a colossal bellend whereas we know that Pardew is a colossal palace bellend yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and he might want to demonstrate bellendry elsewhere but he, I think he's happy to, to demonstrate it at Palace so I, I, I just don't but I think Pardew, Pardew again I, I'm still convinced by my own argument that Pardew, what Pardew wants is the England job but I think I think this is one of his last chances to get it so I think Pardew will be very determined he's still a manager that gets a lot of criticism from some quarters so I think I do genuinely think he's probably the best manager we've had for quite some time, and I'd like to think that he would be aware of all the things that we're worried about. I'm sure he is. And rectify that, them. I looked at the odds on next England manager the other day because that thought crept into my mind. Number uh, favourite is Gary Neville. Yeah, and really. Pardew, I know Pardew's fifth. I think Mourinho's ahead of him, which I can kind of understand from a uh, bookie's point of view. Southgate's ahead of him as well in the. Um, with the bookies I, I think if the, the best scenario for Pardew is if Roy Hodgson goes at short notice for whatever reason and then they need somebody for a year mm. before Neville's clearly being groomed yeah to be, to be the England manager <laughs> oh yeah. sorry for using that word in its proper sense <laughs> right I love the way your little lawyer eyes opened up with me sort of Hello, oh my God. ching <laughs> <laughs> okay next question next question is from Chris K hi Chris K hi Chris he says, what was the worst thing the panel did or were forced to do during the close season instead of going to a match? I got married two weeks ago. Oh, congratulations. Sorry, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Which game did you miss? Uh, um, Union Berlin. Oh. Uh, part-timer. But I watched the stream. <laughs> That's congratulations. Where did you get married? Uh, in... Um, Forgotten already in Somerset. Nice one, yeah. lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Special day sponsored by D I V O R C E. What are you boys? Ah, oh, the summer's a long, bleak time for me. Oh, not again. The worst thing that I was forced to do over the summer, probably going to be the Thai bongo jazz band that I'm going to tonight with James Endicott, with yeah people stroking their beards and so forth. 
Lambeth Country Show is a bit rubbish. Oh, I went to that. God, it's always so... So I went to it, yeah, and I thought, it's a country show, it's in the middle of the park. There's no way that this cannot be an alcohol fest with all sorts of local brewers, blah, 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 blah. Root vegetables, that was what it was. Root vegetables and cows. They got cider there. Yeah, no. I didn't find any cider. Anyway, you're drunk enough at the Palace Beer Festival to see you through the summer, you were fine. <laughs> a fair point. <coughs> I, think, I think my summer went uh, Liverpool away, Swansea at home, Stag do wedding, stag do wedding, not all my weddings, stag do wedding, <laughs> my wedding, then a weekend of rest, Fulham away, Norwich away. So it's been quite a nice little, compartmentalised quite well. Yeah, I went to a 2020 cricket game and two funerals. Oh. I enjoyed the funerals. More than the 2020. <laughs> oh my God. He doesn't like cricket. The only thing about the 2020 games he is it was over cricket, over cricket, look it up. <laughs> okay. It really is a no, I don't mind testing. Stayed awake for one minute. I don't really get cricket. It, conf- it kind of it seems to go on. Even the twenty twenty. I think what you do is you, you're supposed to throw the ball down. No, the other just, down. Uh, what were you forced to, to do then? Over. I, don't, I, don't, I haven't really done. I haven't really done much. Oh, the worst thing I was forced to do was see his Edinburgh preview show. Ooh, oh, you enjoyed mine though, didn't plug, you? Plug, plug, link, plug, link. No, well, you said you didn't like it. So. You did a really good job on the fans. You did a really good job on the fans. You're not going to plug your own show because someone said they didn't like no, it. No, it's fine. Well, he loved mine, so I'll happily. <laughs> well, you can. If you're actually, in Edinburgh, go and see either Kevin Day or James Daly's shows. There is a link on the FIP website. Or both. You can go both. See both. Yeah. Not the same time. And there's an article on the FIP website that links to links to both. So and and other Palace supporting celebrities. So yeah, come and see us. Uh, right, next question from Freddie Spencer. Hi, Freddie. Says, who will be our top goal scorer next season? Oh, well, that's a good question. Depends on who. Connor Wickham, Glenn Murray. I'll go Bamford then. <laughs> You've got Fraser Campbell. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to go Dwight Gale. How many? What did Bamford get in the championship last year? Seventeen. Is it seventeen? But he didn't play the whole season. No. And he's only... never. He's never played a Premier League game. I know he hasn't. And he looked, he had a bad game in the playoff finals, mm. didn't he? Well, in the middle were in, in, in yeah, the hole, yeah. did really. But I mean, everyone injured. raved about him. I mean, it's, I, I was generally, I, it's odd that thing, because we've discussed our disapproval of the loan system in the past, and it's, especially with West Ham getting a free player for Marstall and Jenkinson, but we've kind of benefited from that. Mm. It feels a bit odd that you can just be given another player by a Premier League side. Yeah, it does seem weird. But he's clearly a good player, and he clearly, again, but he's not, got the same, he, he kind of fulfills the same remit as Conor Wickham does, in a way, a young you know, fit, mobile. So, but they, oh, I haven't seen enough of either of them to know whether they're similar players or not. They sound like similar players. Yeah. Well, but to hear them speak, I know that's not what you meant. They sound like completely <laughs> different players. <laughs> Bamford is uh, quite posh, posh isn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, but he is. Yeah. Close your eyes and you think it's yeah. you know, I someone, someone from Edinburgh or something. Yeah. yeah. Someone posted a link to one of his Instagram <laughs> photos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> someone oh, posted a link to one of his Instagram. Uh, pictures and you, have you gone on his Instagram you he went to Harvard didn't he he rejected Harvard oh, did he? Whoa, to play did he? for Middlesbrough he's that posh that yeah. he rejected wow. Harvard but he's like something out of Made in Chelsea it's, you know the place he hangs out with uh, the place he hangs out and the people he hangs around with wow well someone, I don't like him anyway irrelevant someone did tweet us though actually and I know I've lost I've lost the question um, said who uh, is Bamford our poshest ever player Ooh. Um, well, I don't know I wasn't there in like the 1920s when yeah, I yeah. had like some gentleman player that that point, I can't remember. Oh. Gareth Southgate's a little bit posh, isn't yeah. He? Now we're just getting it's into class posh. stereotypes now. And I feel, I, like the, only, my guardian sense is tingling. I yeah. feel like he's only posh compared to other 
footballers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Bamford did reject Harvard, so that's quite, you know, highbrow. Well, it depends how you define Ian Dowie, very well-educated university rocket scientist, but very much not posh. And can't count properly when yeah. he went. It's 4-0 yeah. and put yeah. three fingers off. Yeah. <laughs> or vice versa. He invented yeah. a whole new word, though. Well, yeah, there you go. He did, yeah. Um, okay, uh, what were we talking about? Uh, top goal scorer. Yeah, yeah. You, we, you, well, you fresh Campbell. I think Dwight Gale. If he stays, I think he'll still come off the bench and score and oh, start. No, okay, so his record's one, very good. Uh, I'll if be we buy Messi, I'll go Messi. <laughs> if, we're, if we're working on... Well, Gale, currently, Gale currently is a Palace player. So but could he do it on a cold Tuesday night can Stoke? Yeah, Messi, I think Messi probably could do it. What about a left field, someone like Jason Punchum? Look how... The difference, somebody was talking about, uh, Pulis was still Stoke manager for three seasons ago and the players he brought in, all of whom were big folk, and the players that Stoke mm-hmm. were bringing in now. So if we're going to make predictions players, for this so. season, surely a good prediction is that Pulis will have left West Brom by within a month, but will also turn up at Leicester yeah. after Ranieri gets yeah. sacked by the end of November. They go, oh shit, we need someone to do a salvage well, job that, Leicester, that Leicester thing just seemed made on for either Pulis or Allardyce. Allardyce, yes, yeah, I thought. But it just seems again that it, you know, owners of Premier League clubs are just enthralled to the so-called glamour of certain yeah. managers but his record he's not got a good record Ranieri he hasn't won anything since like 1999 that'll worry Leicester don't they well, the grand ambitions well they've won the, yeah. the, they've won the Worthington Cup since then I think that did they win it in 99 that year possibly yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but if go. you work on it's like West Ham if you work on the basis that what they have to do this season is stay in the Premier League they've yeah. sacked the one manager that will they could do that. ideally keep, will, will exactly. arguably guarantee them the same as Allardyce you bring Allardyce to Leicester you think it's almost guaranteed to keep them I think that's a recipe for disaster there as well because even though he's an idiot and a bit of a lunatic Nigel Pearson clearly had the respect of the players otherwise they wouldn't have kept going like they yeah. did and they wouldn't have had the run in they unbelievably did so right yeah I mean yeah. like you know yeah, most managers did. if they have the sort of run that he had during the middle of that season they lose the dressing room completely yeah. clearly well, Holloway yeah. well Holloway exactly and um, Ranieri I just don't see being the type of figure anymore that will no. command the respect of that dressing room I think it's a recipe made for you know disaster and I think Pulis will be there come December OK well, you heard it here the, first the Leicester hierarchy seemed to want to get rid of Pearson right from the start of the Premier League didn't they just because again it didn't fit their glamorous mm. selling shirts in South East Asia image I don't think Ranieri does anyway either but never mind Next well, he, he does to a cap to a market that doesn't know much about. If you say we've got the manager who used to manage Chelsea and used to manage Greece, you don't need to necessarily look up the fact that yeah, true. he didn't win anything with the Faroe Islands and they lost. <laughs> um, right, next question from John Dodds. Hi, John. Hi, John. He says, which two Palace players should I put in my fantasy team? Ooh, it depends oh, what the fantasy is. Someone's asking me. <laughs> <that>. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, that's really inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. Um, fantasy, in my fantasy, team. fantasy football so in the official one last season Balassi scored a surprise number of points because I think it goes on man of the match stuff and so they forth. get bonus points Pu- punching created more I, th- I think I came up with this stat last season he created more goal scoring opportunities than any other English player last season what's an assist remind me how do you an assist that? is when they actually score when you pass them just before they score no, or it, you get it, fouled, for a, penalty. fouled for a penalty or I think if you shoot and the keeper saves it and then someone so the who's the most expensive oh, fine. player? Who's the most oh, expensive player? Shooting the keeper saves it. No, and then yeah, they get okay. the rebound. All right. <laughs> who's the most expensive player in Palace football? In? Palace wise, probably. Uh, uh, probably. I would have thought. Oh, yeah. now of course, yeah. Uh, it's really hard to call, isn't it? Um, I would go. Well, you're looking for a player who's going to start every game. Yeah. So yeah. Scott that's Dan, how I've built my team. Yeah. 
Soiree, you might get. See, I see us. I, I see us conceding more goals than in previous seasons. Yeah. Though, I, I, I think we'll, we'll score more, I, but I think yeah. we'll concede more I agree. as well. I agree. We, yeah, we only kept two clean sheets on the party. Yeah. I know, yeah, I know. I think yeah. that trend will continue. Yeah. So I wouldn't yeah. go defensive. Go for an attacker. No, I think, and like we said earlier, I think Wilf is going to have a big season. So potentially Wilf, if he can get more of an end product. Well, you've ruined it now, haven't you? He's not going to score goals, though, is he? That's the thing. Or will he? Well, he's scored a few last season. Can't be. He's scored a few. How many did he end up with, Mike? Wilf, four, five. That's not terrible. Who was our top scorer last season? Yeah. Uh, Murray. Murray, Murray and Gale, but Gale got three in the in one game Ooh, in the Culling right. Cup. Culling Cup. For Bamford, maybe Milk Cup. Put Bamford in. Can't strike it. Yeah, but you don't know who's going to play. That's the thing. No, I, I would put then Kabay and Zaha. That'd be my two Palace players to go. I would go punch, punching and Balassi. Yeah, I'd go. I'd go punching and Macarthur. Okay. Good. Good question there, John Dodds. Yeah, very good question. Um, or if you expect, oh no, I was going to say you expect us to be scoring, conceding more goals, put a goalkeeper in. That makes no sense at all. No, it doesn't. Makes <laughs> absolutely no sense. But you might have to save more to because you know. Okay, Gareth Jones. We'll go with it. Hi, Gareth. Hi, Gareth. Says uh, similar to before, but slightly different. Who will score our first goal of the season? Oh, I know this. I had a oh. dream, a premonition. We're going to beat Norwich three 0 Oh, okay. And we're going to be one up at half time because if so, we've had the same dream. Yes, we are. Oh, really. it's wow. going to be. Oh, and no. is Kate Bush going to score the third goal? <laughs> <laughs> I had Loic Remy scoring the first goal, so yes, that's obviously I, not going to happen. I had him scoring the second goal. Um, <laughs> really funny, though. N- oh, no. So I know he's going to score a second and third. The second will be Kabai from a free kick, and then Balassi, although he might be injured now, so I, I, I don't know. Kabai, I, had a dr- I did have a dream. I'm literally you putting a bet on that now. <laughs> I had a dream where we were under pressure for the first 20 minutes and we played really well. Kabai scored just for half time, and then second half we strolled it and. Remy got one, and then I think somebody came off the bench. Somebody unlikely. Chung Young Lee, most improved yeah, player. Unlikely, most improved player. PJ Harvey. PJ Harvey, that was it. Kate Bush. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kate Bush got I think that sounds that sounds um, plausible. I think that sounds good. If we get any Bamford sort of, one, any sort of result, goodbye to Balassi three. I think goodbye. I think goodbye. We get our first goal. So we're free kick. Yeah, we're free kick. Yeah. Well, is goodbye. That's you know. Is Kabai going to take over free kick duty from punching and all it be? Well, then one's yeah. right footed and one's left footed. Yeah, so I think Kabai will. Yeah, definitely. Street. Sorry, I'm, I'm too busy trying to put a bet on three 0 because it, it's been in two yeah. people's dreams. Uh, first goal for Palace. It's going to be a Nathan Redmond own goal. <laughs> for God's <laughs> sake! <laughs> right. Good question, that. Good question, that, Gareth. That was a good question, yeah. Um, Mark Skeens, again, has got another question. Mark this is our left-field right. question for the pop. We've been told to tone down the left-field question, so I'm doing one today. Who told What's you your favourite vector told you to do track that? Track from Rhythm and we, we did a survey throughout the summer, and a lot of people said, oh, please okay. stop doing the food questions. But I'm doing one food question. No, don't ask that one. It says, <laughs> Mark Skeens says, burgers in brioche buns. Oh, Surely they're unhealthy enough already. Don't start me on that. Surely it's... Oh, so I went. I went to a barbecue. Don't. Mm. I, no, I'm, I'm, it's going to be a very short story. Oh, that's why you didn't want the boring anecdote. Mike had a barbecue with brioche buns, did he? I bet they were lamb. Were they lamb burgers? <laughs> he lives in North London. <laughs> if they were, I don't go above the river. If they were lamb burgers, you. <laughs> so I was told. Oh, you know, uh, the, the the burger has a higher fat content than usual, and the brioche buns really sweet, so it'll offset it. Blah blah blah. I ate it. I felt sick immediately. Yeah, mm. a brioche bun has got more sugar than sugar. <laughs> Scientists pointed that out. <laughs> Same as a McDonald's. My brioche buns are just worse. It just soaks up too much fat. Yeah. Shocking idea. So enjoy barbecue season. I've actually never had one in a brioche bun. Good you question, Bridge. 
And you're a vegetarian. It's because you, oh, you've, got, you've, got your idea, you've got your idea of Edinburgh wrong. There's no brioche buns in Edinburgh. I've never had it. So. It's just napalm everywhere. <laughs> it's just too sweet, just not right. Just, just, yeah, I mean, it sounds things. wrong. It's like they're putting cocktails in jam jars that they do in places. Yeah, I don't like that. Jesus Christ, I don't know these people. Please, okay. please, can we say that that's the last uh, food question of the season? No, I quite like the food It's the last one of this oh. pod. We're going to cut them down. We get one now and then, is all right? Enders loves the food questions. Of course he does. It's almost like eating food. It's not a menu. He gets, yeah, he gets new ideas for him. He's putting butter on bread now because of that question from last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what question? What? Oh, no, forget it. That's fine. Um, okay. Are you sure he's a professional stand-up comedian? Question is... Because you show him a stick, he just grabs the wrong end of it. It's just astonishing. Definitely not professional. Um, first question. <laughs> next question comes from Peter Hostackney. Hi, Paul. Hi, Peter. Hi. Hi, Peter. He says... Um, Sorry for the pronunciation. Someone unless he's pronounced it right. H-O-S-T-A-C-N-Y? Uh, Hostackney? Mm. Yeah, we'll go with okay. that. Um, he's really got a question about someone we haven't mentioned, I don't think. Marouane Shamak. Mm. Great footballer. Didn't play in pre-season due to injuries. His current position at the club? Question mark? Well, both Keith Millen and Pardew talked about him at the player of the season in glowing terms. And... Keith Millen in particular was was indicating that if Shamat could stay fit, well, they they were worried about the source of his hamstring injury because it's the third mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. and they were thinking that it maybe comes from a different part of the body now, maybe a trap nerve somewhere else. But he was certainly indicating that, as Mark Bright was, that Pardew really really rates him, and he would certainly be part of the, you know, talking about him being the player behind the striker in front of the. the so I think, I think if he's fit, he's very much. It's certainly part of Pardew's plans, I'd say. I mean, my, again, my only problem with Shamak is, and we've talked about it before, is he's a very good player, but he doesn't score enough goals, and we've got plenty of them. But Although, you know, I don't think we've seen the best of him in, in a, and, uh, because he just doesn't get, I don't think he's probably played more than four or five games on the spin before being out. Again, I see, I don't know. The thought of punching Shamak and Kabai playing together is quite exciting. <laughs> Three proper technical. With a with a striker in front, but I. Well, yeah, with a striker in front, I guess that wouldn't work. It's a bit fancy pants, that's, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's that's. Uh, yeah, <coughs> again, we got. Yeah, I mean, I think he is part of the. I think he's very much part of the plans to answer the question, but the injury worry is a because mm-hmm. clearly that hamstring. It's it's consistent consistent now, isn't it? And they need to find it out. But he's clearly a class player. Yeah, when fit, you've got to find a way to fit him in somehow, but. It's increasingly difficult to figure out, as you say, a good problem to have. I would. That, that's interesting. I mean, class player, but I wonder what, in terms of, as we talk about fantasy football, in terms of his assists and whatever, how much actually came from him. But is he one of those guys that doesn't necessarily contribute those sort yes. of headline things and makes but better. like links up play yeah, where you're never going to get yeah, like yeah. fantasy league points for him? But because he's not going to score goals or necessarily contribute a huge amount of assists, but he makes that play in the final third a lot more fluid and. Yeah. Sort well, of, not he's only, so intelligent. He's not only that, probably one of the most intelligent footballers I've seen at Palace. As in the, the away game at Liverpool, he he gets in front of the back four. He really interrupts the. You know, you can't play the ball out from the back four to the midfield. He took Gerrard out again because he simply worked so hard in between yeah. Liverpool's midfield and the back four. So that's the sort of thing again. Why the aren't you stuff clapping? That, I've heard Steve Gerrard. Yeah. I've heard noises that he's not the best trainer at the club. But yet, <laughs> were those noises yeah. from me yeah. earlier yeah. when I told you that? Yeah. 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 We did the I've heard that that was the case in the past. 
Well, I heard because yeah. my pre, my Sunday team did pre doing pre, proper preseason training with a former Palace coach who worked for the first team last season. Yeah, finish coach. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so when I found out he worked for Palace, I was like quizzing him, and I was like, well, who's the who's basically like me? Who's the worst trainer? And he was like, well, Shemak doesn't like anything that doesn't involve actual football. I just oh. want to put Mark down. You will never be a spy. <laughs> Terrible, but yeah, he's one of the hardest workers <laughs> on the pitch. On the pitch, yeah. so clearly his fitness is not yeah. a, a, an issue. Who did that coach think should be the most improved player? <laughs> I didn't, well, the player that excited him the most was <laughs> didn't ask him. Didn't ask him that. But again, it comes back to goals. It comes back to what in Beckenham where the no, new team now training. Just, yeah, just Segway. Really? We haven't got to, we haven't got time for that. Okay, I'm fine. Um, okay, well, one more question. One more question for this pod from Gareth Richards, Hi Gareth. Hi Gareth. who's from California. Hey. Wow. He says, "What are you lot, aka the panel, excited about most for the upcoming season?" Well, the player I think is going to improve the most. <laughs> <laughs> Drop it. <laughs> Let it go. That's pretty good. Uh, I'm excited to have a bit of red and blue back at the ground, uh, rather than it looking like Carrow Road. It's hard to say. It's really. It's a different approach this season than even last one. Last one, last season, we still had that. Were we lucky to be in this division or not? Still felt a little bit like plucky outsiders and that sort of season mentality type thing, especially with what happens with Pulis. Yeah, it feels slightly more sedate this year. I'm, I'm excited about you know with all the talk about moving the ball forward quicker. Maybe again, just attacking a few start. Our start position been a few yards further on. So I'm about seeing more goals and more stuff. I'm just in general excited that we're still in the Premier League and that we can see players like Schweinsteiger coming to Sellers mm-hmm. Park. Yeah. Or a player like Kabai playing. Well, in I mean, again, I suppose yeah, that hasn't quite pretty started, cool, you know. isn't it? I, d- I, d- I think until I actually see him playing for Palace, I'm not entirely sure because just. Experience tells you he's going to trip over a marble or something. Yeah, yeah. well, I, well he got, yeah, he got injured within. I, yeah. I saw him yesterday and yeah. it was surreal. And then he got injured within ten minutes, and you thought, "Oh God, is Ray it Will, the, yeah. yeah, Ray Wilkins." The funny thing yesterday was he played a very, very simple. He got the got the ball, turned, looked, thought about playing a through ball, and then turned back and just knocked it back to Scott Dan, and he got a round of applause from the whole crowd. Yeah. Uh, and then later on, he got dispossessed or or, or, or played a terrible pass, which got inter- intercepted. No one said anything. If Jedernak had done that, yeah, he'd yeah, get yeah. Yeah. Um, But it was, so what you're saying is then goodbye out. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know it's interesting because what I hope because I remember we talked about Charlie Adam after the testimonial against Dundee when it was just really simple. The ball came to him and he looked up and he moved the ball on. Sometimes yeah. with no touch at all. And it was and it was really exciting to watch, and that's kind of I think what mm. we're going to get. Because the one thing we've we have lacked in midfield, as we have talked about, is that killer pass, that through. I tell you what, that's something that concerns me a little bit about the perception of Kabai. People don't always appreciate central midfielders, and people don't always appreciate central midfielders because at the very height of the game, and if they're of a certain ilk, they'll do what Xavi used to do yeah. for Barcelona, where yeah, they yeah. recycle the ball all the time. Yeah, it comes yeah, into them, about, they yeah, find. Yeah. And they find an angle they, they spread play all the time yeah, yeah. and it, yeah. unless they score goals all the time or they assist all the time people go what are they doing well and it happened yeah. yesterday he, he uh, Jedernak got the ball passed it into Kabai Kabai before he received the ball looked over his shoulder saw danger approaching knocked it back to Jedernak yeah, yeah. and you could almost sense Jedernak thinking well what's, what's he done that for yeah. and I think there's, it'll take time for the players yeah. to understand that we have to play in a slightly different way and that got me thinking, when the second half, Ledley came on, and I would think of the two holding midfielders, if you, if you assume it's Ledley and Jedernak, Ledley's probably better suited to playing with Kabai. Um, 
But to come back to your question, yeah, Hunker Bai. That's, that's a good point. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Well, it'll be interesting to see who does. What are you most with. excited about, JD? Uh, just, I think. I think um, yeah. Obviously, Chung Yong Lee. Um, I think just just having football, proper football back, I'm getting so bored of pre season. It just does my head in. Having a season cool. ticket next to me? Is that. No, there's thankfully there's two others in between us, I think. Where so. is that? Homestown. That's exciting. Upper or lower? Lower. Would you say? But, but like not in the not in the young in the people bit. In the old people bit. Yeah. In the old people bit. Close to the tunnel. I think just having Palace back. Well, just I think having... I see my season ticket for last year's gone, so I've got to find somewhere else. Where were you last year? Upper tier. Q. Oh, you haven't seen him last yet. Yeah, still. Not yet. No, I'm waiting until I come back from Milan and see what's spare. So. so I'm missing the first four games of the season. Mm. So. The study centre no longer looks over the pitch now, which is really annoying because that used to be my get-out card. <laughs> vice, vice chairman of the study centre. I just got a meeting in there. <laughs> last for ninety minutes. So just, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, thank you, listeners. You're not going to ask me what I'm most excited yeah. about. I thought you already answered. Oh, did I? Yeah, you did. Yeah. You said something. It was uh, a law case, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, end Street. What I'm most excited about, Scott Danstone. I, I thought he was guaranteed <coughs> oh, to leave. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. And I'm, I'm delighted that he stayed, yeah. and I think he's one of the best centre-backs I've seen play for Palace yeah. in my lifetime. And I actually, because I'm a bit... Uh, I like to be difficult, contentious. Uh, I, I love watching a brilliant centre-back, and I think yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to watching him play for Palace. Five-year contract as well, man. Five-year yeah. contract. I'm just one of the best signs we can make Everton, summer, really. I, quite, I quite agree, because Everton's interest was very serious. Indeed. Yeah. And we spoke uh, about how you know we, we think Palace need another centre-back. But can yeah. you imagine a centre-back pairing? Of Delaney and Hangeland yeah. at the start of the season, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. with all due respect to them, and I paid them none there. Like that would have been a little bit worrying, wouldn't it? Yeah. And also, what's nice as well is that yeah, you imagine if United had come in for Dan or even Liverpool, he probably would have gone. Hmm. It's like if Balassi goes, I don't mind if Balassi goes to one of the top four final, he goes to PSG final. If he ends up going to Newcastle, or West Ham, it's just not going to happen. No, yeah. That just won't happen. And also, don't think we didn't notice your veiled criticism of women's football there. What? Where? Saying you were really bored of all the football. I meant pre-season. Actually, really, the yeah, Women's World, World Cup was brilliant. I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Anti-feminist James Daly says... Name one game. Name one game. The, the final was <laughs> USA well, England against Canada against in the uh, semi-final. Yeah, they beat good. Canada on their yeah, home yeah. soil. Yeah, that but was then, amazing. But then, but then quarter, quarter final. Quarter final. Then lost in the last minute with an own goal in the semi-final against USA. Japan. 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 We, beat, we beat Germany in the in the third place. Yeah. They did brilliant. Yeah, very very unlucky. So uh, good luck also to the Palace ladies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think we're getting Richard Spokes on, who's their chairman at some point. Oh, brilliant to That's talk really about their progress and sort of where they're going and all that. And sort the of links stuff. with the club that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Very good. Good stuff. Right, uh, listeners, thank you for your questions. In part three, we're going to look forward to the first game of the season, which is away at Norwich. So join us in a bit. Hello listeners, welcome back to the 5 Year Plan Podcast. Hey. Oh, hey. Pod 144, first pod of the new season, sponsored by JC Innovation and Strategy, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. And Vector Printing, for all your print and embroidery needs, go to vector.co.uk. That's Vector with her. Okay. Hey. You're so much more professional this season. Thank you very much. Have yeah. you been practicing been just practicing this over the summer? summer. <laughs> Done what? Last season. Oh. I mean, it's not, it's not fair to compare that to seeing us. I mean, the bar is JD from last season. Yeah, 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 yeah. Onwards and upwards, boys. Um, his, limbo, right. his limbo season, as they call it. <laughs> Part three. We're going to look forward to Norwich away. First game of the season, as Kevin said earlier. 
uh, potentially a six-pointer, or certainly one given Palace's run after that. Why are there six points up for grabs? Definitely a three-pointer. I think it's a three-pointer. There's a new rule this game. Okay. Premier League announced it this morning. Imagine if you could do that. Adrian Charles. You don't get six points. Imagine if you could do that. Like, you play one joker throughout the season where you get six points if you win. Who'd you play against? No, because we'd get it wrong. Yeah. Palace would get it Who would you play against? Can you just compare me to Adrian Charles? Number one, I'm not one sacked recently. I'm not like potato head. Who would you play against? Liverpool or Everton? Liverpool. Because of our record, we seem to beat yeah. them. Oh, it's a hypothetical question. I've got no intention of answering. Brioche buns. I'm a perfect answer to answer questions about Brioche buns. Fine. Um, right. We did have a question relating to this game from Aim Harve. Hey, Aim. Hey, Aim. This is, uh, what do you think? I mean, it's a fairly obvious question. What do you think is going to be a starting 11? Uh, Hennessy, that's a really interesting Delaney, question. I think that's really interesting. Delaney, Suarez, Hennessy, Hennessy. Hennessy. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you think uh, Hennessy's going to be starting? Sparrini's going to start. Isn't no, he's injured apparently. Is he? Sparrini said, "Yeah, out for four weeks." Oh, Sparrini's not played all pre-season, right? No. Uh, and he, yes, which when he wasn't named either on the bench or in the starting eleven yesterday, I just assumed he was on a romantic break with Rob Sutherland. Yeah. <laughs> either way. He's not had a great preparation for the season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, probably be. Well, if he's going to leave, I, I think that'd probably be a good indication, wouldn't it? Like, because in pre-season you do juggle things around. Like, there's no indication mm. as to sort of the, the direction you're going to take. If McCarthy starts that game, you probably have to say maybe the intention is that Hennessy will leave. Well, Hennessy played 90 minutes yesterday. Well, yeah, but in a pre-season friendly. Oh, I see. Uh, if, if McCarthy plays 90 minutes next week, yeah, but I think the last pre-season game. Is usually mm. very close to the starting eleven. Um, someone on the, on the BBS earlier compared our last three that situation for the last three seasons. The goalkeeper never changes. So what was the starting eleven yesterday? Uh, well, it was Hennessy in goal. Uh, it was Ward, uh, Dan Delaney, Suarez, which makes sense. Then yeah. Jedinak, Kabai, and Much in the middle. Wow. Uh, we haven't discussed Much very much. He's no. excellent yesterday. Was he? Fantastic. Yeah. Possibly so him and Suarez our best player. Really? Yeah. Uh, Jelinek played, but then Ledley came on for him second half and was, in my opinion, much better. MacArthur injured? Uh, no, MacArthur played, so it was Jelinek, MacArthur and Much. No. Sorry, no, Much didn't start. Jelinek, MacArthur and Punch and, um, and Kabai. Punchin, Zaha and Murray up front. Oh, OK. Bamford not even on the bench, but possibly because he played against Bromley on yeah. Thursday. Yeah, he's got a hat-trick. Got a hat-trick, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I guess the questions are, who starts in goal? Yeah. Which is one of two given to Brony's injured. Or on holiday with Rob. What? Or on holiday with Rob. Or on holiday with yeah. Rob, yeah. yeah. Or cycling with Rob. Or cycling with Rob. Yeah. Congratulations. Speaking of which, congratulations to Rob uh, Sutherland of this pod and of this fancy of, uh, for, for completing the Ride 100. Well done, Rob. Uh, cycle thing today along with Kevin okay. Thompson also a friend of the pod well, so, done, well, done, well, done, well done to them and everyone else who raised loads of charity by cycling a very long way on quite a hot day do, hot we, day. do we know that they did it or are we just assuming they did it <laughs> my favourite thing was that Rob got to the end and I, I saw his pedometer thing that was sort of measuring it by GPS and it said 99.7 miles because it cut out in the Blackpool Tunnel which oh. I just thought was brilliant it's like, you've not done it have you you've not done it you've not finished no, well done to them but well done, well done boys well done. that was impressive uh, I, I, I think probably Hennessy's the better keeper out of the two, if I'm honest, from what I've seen. Um, what have you seen? 
What have I seen? I've I saw my cut. Nothing. I've seen. I've seen nothing. So I'm picking it on names and the fact that Hennessy's Welsh. Uh, I've seen a little bit of McCarthy in pre-season and also a little bit for QPR. But again, it's sort of fleeting glimpses in the same way that when Hennessy signed for Palace, yeah. it was fleeting glimpses that we'd seen of some of his time at Wolves when he was yeah. a little bit young and a little bit more inexperienced. You've probably just got to trust the people that are training with these players every day as to sort of who they pick. Um, from what I've seen, I, I probably think Hennessy's the better goalkeeper. But if they decide to go with McCarthy, you know, he's, uh, although he did make that bad mistake didn't he, against... Uh, Sporting Club de Portugal. They're not called Sporting Lisbon. No. Nor Inter Milan called Inter Milan. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. Which is the most hipster comment that we've made on this yeah. podcast. Um, but he did make quite a bad mistake against them, Celtic and Hennessy's looked fairly reliable recently. Sorry, wasn't it? Glasgow Celtic aren't called Glasgow Celtic either. What are they called? Celtic. Celtic. So why do we call them Glasgow Celtic? Why do we call them Inter Milan? Yeah. Inter. Because they're, they're uh, in Milan. Uh, yeah, good. Mm. I don't know. good why do we call them Atletico Madrid? Yeah. Well, it's, it's not. It's athletic. It's athletic. athletic. It's an athletic, athletic club. club. And do you know athletic athletic club, club, yeah. Why? Because it was started by an Englishman, and they dropped the O as a tribute to the Englishman. Oh, that's who cool. Started the club and managed them. Oh, that's cool. So they've always been athletic. Athletic club. Not Bill Bell. But not Bill Bell. No. no. Fantastic. Glad we cleared that up. I think McCarthy. <laughs> I think this is why we asked because I think McCarthy's been bought as a second choice keeper. Yeah. Or a long term, long term keeper. Or long term, but certainly because I. My instinct was that Hennessy, I didn't know about uh, Julian being injured, because my instinct was that Hennessy would be the starting keeper this season, yeah. and with McCarthy as the backup and Julian having a sort of well-deserved rest before sliding into <laughs> well-deserved retirement. Sure, he's be delighted to be uh, well, he's probably, that he's rest. Probably, he's probably still getting over the fact that my dad kept calling him a little fella at the <laughs> beer festival. Did he? Yeah. Uh, well, my, dad to... my dad met Jim Cannon, which he's pleased about, uh, David Payne, which was just two old blokes who kept saying, what, pond <laughs> to each other. And uh, my dad going, I don't remember seeing you play in that game. Uh, but he met Julian, he was so, he went, oh, you're a tiny little fella for a goalkeeper, aren't you? <laughs> you're small, I was expecting to play a big fella. But I Julian, bet Julian was very nice. Well, of course he is, he's so nice, isn't he? But inside he's breaking down, going, used to say this all yeah. the time too. But then also, my dad looked at the picture of Dave Madden in the beer, and looked at Dave Madden, and then looked back at the picture about 10 times before going, are you sure you're the same bloke? <laughs> Poor old Dave, man. Yeah. Um, I think Spr- I think Sproni will play. I think he's injured. He's injured. He's when, when fit? Sorry, when fit? I mean, this season when fit? Well, answer the question was who's going to start against Norwich, yeah. so we've ascertained. Well, I'm allowed to. I'm the pod host. I'm allowed to go. So Suarez is going to be at left back. I think it's probably going to be Hennessy because even if he doesn't go, he's the more experienced keeper at that level at the moment. But who's the other? The left back from the youth team was in scales. Scales won't start. Step too far. I he's, think he's look good though. Dan and Delaney, surely, or maybe yeah. or Dan and Hangland. I think oh, Delaney, the one Delaney I think sure. will be. Kenny I'd will prefer, be at right back. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Did we not? No, Ward, sorry, at right back. Did, we not, did we not say for most of the last season that we thought Delaney reluctantly wouldn't be starting? But we haven't we're, signed we're, with I know, but weren't we, all, weren't we all assuming that we would be in the situation where Delaney wouldn't be the first choice centre back? Yeah. Probably, yeah. Well, we were saying. Well, before recording the pod, if we if we could pick one position to strengthen, if we could only make one signing this summer, it would be a centre back, mm-hmm. and it's the one we haven't made. Because we're all assuming that Kelly's going to be moving to centre back at some point. At some point, I think going to sign Colaccini on Tuesday, and he's going to start. Well, obviously, again, that's I, I not against. Be, the I wouldn't be completely surprised if yeah. that did, if that didn't happen. There we go. That, that's my start. But whether he starts or not, I don't know. But again, Suarez apparently been quite good in. Suarez looked really season, good. So. Yeah. 
the two midf- I think midfield, I think the back four pretty much at the moment takes care of itself yeah. with the personnel that we've yeah. got. It's then how, it's how it starts in midfield. But again, I think that will change. It Maybe it will be an indication of his attacking intent because obviously I don't think we'll start with the same midfield away at Old Trafford as we would yeah, at exactly. Carrow Road. Yeah. So I think it depends whether he wants to set up to win the game. And I think Pardew, from what we've learned of him, and as Streety said, he... he he doesn't really like draws, doesn't he? He'd rather go and try and win yeah, the game. Yeah. I think he'll go for so the I think, he'll st- I think he will. I think he'll set up with a more attacking... Yeah. I think the key, and you mentioned it earlier, Norwich will come out all guns blazing. Yeah. First game back in the Premier League, at home, a winnable game yeah. in their eyes. I, the important thing for us to do is to take the thing out of the game in the first 20 minutes, control possession, yeah. don't let them get in behind, don't, get the, don't let the crowd get... Um, well, make the crowd get on their backs. Yeah. Uh, Kabai would be vital to that. Yeah. I'd and yeah, as a result, I'd pick Ledley over Jedinak. Um, probably someone else who can who can keep possession, um, punching. Yeah. So those three. Well, well, you said that you wouldn't be at all surprised if Palace were two 0 down after. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. And then clawed our way back to. Yeah. But you, J, you JD, you were shaking. Your I think Jednak, I think Jednak will start. Do you? I think it's the sort of game that Park. You think Jednak could be good for, good in. But again, it's one of the discussions we've had literally every pod since Pardew came in. He doesn't fancy Jednak, he thinks he's too slow. He's played him almost, almost every game of pre-season. Yeah. That's interesting, isn't it? I think he'll play him and MacArthur and, and Kabai in the middle. And unfortunately, I think Punch will be out wide. And I'd rather him in the middle. But I think he has to be because Balassi's injured. So yeah, you can't he's our next play, best winger. You can't. It's one of those conversations where we can't not play punching on the back of the last six exactly. or seven games of the season. Exactly. But then you've got Kabai to fit in and you need a defensive midfield player or two away from home. Off the back of yesterday, my well, uh, after yesterday and off the back of last season and pre-season, at this point, if I'm the manager, uh, which I'm not, don't worry. Um, there it's are exclusive. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> don't say we don't bring you the big stories here. On the <laughs> I think we've got three central midfield positions and for me, it's three out of five which is Ledley MacArthur Punchin uh, Goodbye and Jordan Much so no, not Jedinak I love I, I just think Jed- you're so wrong I, I don't I'm not I'm so wrong about my own opinion <laughs> <laughs> no I just I think Jednak, disagree with my opinion yeah uh, I think Jedinak despite not playing much in the second half last season despite getting a bit older I still think for what he offers he's still got to be uh, up for consideration for one of those two defensive midfield spots. There's no player probably in that position more physically intimidating in that league than Jednak. And I, I think there's a value in that. And it, I think a lot of it is going to come down to whether he is prepared to be at times a bit of a, a bit part player because mm. he's not going to start every game. No. But I think there'll be a value for him. Be, because He's our captain, exactly. Be, yeah. Because of what... Norwich will come out all guns blazing and will want to keep possession, but will also probably want to make a bit of a statement to them as well. Yeah, exactly. That's why I think I it's perfect. I, just, for this I game. just don't think you'll probably come out in that game with I think a punch in a MacArthur and and a Kibai. I just I don't see I that think through. McCarthy, Kibai, and Jednak. McCarthy. Uh, uh, Paddy, he's back. <laughs> sorry, I agree. Mid. I, I agree with MacArthur, Jednak, and Kibai. Jednak and Kibai with punch with and Welsh punch and Wilf and Murray or Bamford. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised that you wouldn't pick it. But I wouldn't pick it. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Murray that started. I think it'd be Murray. I wouldn't be surprised with Bamford coming on. Yeah, Bamford and Chung Lee, the most exciting player at Palace, coming on. Remy? No, not Remy. I don't think that's going to. Seems to have gone very quiet. Can I wake him? Potentially. Can end up with Ava Carnero's physio as well. His his girlfriend. Really? Yeah. What? Seriously? Yeah. 
Who, who JD has a, a life-size card not anymore, cut out. Not anymore, not anymore, not anymore. Who? That, that went, went, well, not Conor Wickham, but Ava Carnero. That went ages ago. The Chelsea physio. That's one of girlfriend. Uh, I believe so. I thought he size. was. Welcome to the Heat podcast. <laughs> yeah. You thought he was uh, supposed to be going out with someone from a, a Towie or one of those oh. programs. Oh, I've never heard that. He was. he was supposed to be going out with the, the um, Geordie Shaw. Yeah, someone like that. Yeah. You just made yeah. this up, Street. <laughs> I feel like I'm well, more to the, the point. Tone massively, though. No, 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 no. Where, where did you get out of a life-size cutout? I found a, I found a printing company uh, <laughs> locally who agreed to print it for quite a lot of money. Victor. Um, it wasn't Vector. The reason I did it was... They've got some standards, so Vector. Can I just clarify that the reason <laughs> I did it... Uh, I did a parody song on YouTube about Eva Carnero a few years ago yeah, for the video. Wow. I thought I'd have a life-size cutout. And then it sat in my room for ages and I couldn't get rid of it. I tried to sell it on eBay. <laughs> didn't get rid of it. Tried to sell it on Wouldn't eBay. Put it out the door. Tried to sell it on eBay. Didn't get any bids, but that's probably because I, I put used as the condition. Oh, I, oh, I, probably, oh, I probably should have put new. Oh, dear, so. oh, dear, oh, dear. Anyway, on that note... And this is why we've got no female listeners. I think it's time for <laughs> We've got two less than we had now. Yeah, exactly. I think it's time for us to... Uh, wrap up this week's pod first pod of the season chaps thank you very much for joining me I think joining me. thank, thank you. you for being on the pod yeah. that you're always on anyway so um, listeners thank you for listening oh quick plug uh, Jesse Boys who designs our fanzine has new t-shirts out yeah. and uh, they say fly super out but rather than LA is out so yeah they're, they're quite cool they're quite cool little t-shirts and you can get those uh, on Twitter from at the goldfather um, and I don't know what his website is, but you'll, you'll find it through the FYP we'll, Twitter, we'll put, and they look really cool. We'll put them on the FYP website as well. So yeah. check those out, because they're awesome. And they're probably going to be sold out fairly soon, I'd imagine. I'll go yeah, for not very many of them at all. Good. Uh, listeners, thanks for your questions. Um, be back next week after the Norwich game. We won't. We, you and I won't, but Andy and some other people will be. <coughs> uh, and if you are in Edinburgh, uh, come and see Kevin's show and come and see my show. Where we are they? We Times, dates? Where's I'm at the Gilded Balloon, 6.15. I'm at the... Chat. Right, every night? Yeah. That's going to be tiring, isn't it? No, professional comedian. <laughs> it's only an hour a night. I can manage... To... <laughs> yeah, see, now I've got a night off. Every night except the 19th. Okay. All right. I'm only doing two weeks because I'm not a professional comedian, but yeah. I am at the Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, what time? 2pm from the 8th till the 15th and 12.30pm from the 16th till the 21st. I'm making people buy tickets for these things. On the door? Mine's free. This is free. Well, there we go. My one, you can get yeah, via the Gilded Balloon website or the Fringe Box Office or the Box Office on the day if there are tickets left. So if you're in the area, check them out. Mm. Please do. It'd be great to see you. Uh, and thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Bye. 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 When it comes to business travel in Orlando, it's never business as usual. Oh, sure, I could go on for days about all the incredible places to hold meetings or the Michelin dining or the innovative industries that'll make you feel right at home. But Dr. Michael Edwards of Ocean Insight said it best. Orlando is as much a business capital as an entertainment one. So dive in and see what's happening in Orlando, where the possibilities for business travel are unbelievably real. Learn more at Orlando for Business. Sports Social Podcast Network.